0: All right. Welcome, everybody. Today's Friday, May 15th, 2020. This is the Sports Biz Rundown, part of the Sports Biz Pod. We typically release two episodes per week on Tuesday, featuring an interview with an athlete, entrepreneur, or thought leader in sports. And then on Friday, we recap the week with special guests. Uh, this week, we're in the middle of the Sports Startup Digital Debate Competition. We released um, the Elite Eight Debates. Onto audio format. So we uh, released two extra podcasts this week for you to check out and listen to those debates. And this is about going on two months in quarantine. Uh, Interesting time period we're living in and uh, brought on a very special guest to kind of break down this week. Uh, So we have Jake Fleschner. He runs the public relations for David Meltzer and Sports One Marketing and based in Los Angeles. But Jake, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, Nick. It's always a pleasure to uh hop on anything that you're doing. Um you're doing incredible things, so thanks for having me on this Friday. I appreciate it.
0: I appreciate that. How's everything going with you and and your team and uh did I get did I get that intro right? That's kind of your role, right?
1: Yeah, you got it, Nick. We we've, we've been together for the last like 10 months and I've been with Dave for 10 months, so you've you've sort of seen the the, the natural progression, but yeah, everything's going really well. Um David's brand is really we're finding opportunity during this time. Um, there's two different types of people that we've noticed, the ones who need to stabilize and the ones who are, fi- who are stabilized and finding opportunity. So we're very grateful to be the ones that are looking for opportunity. Um, we've been doing Instagram Lives every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. and then LinkedIn Lives every day from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., um, bringing on some of the most notable athletes, influencers, personalities, and celebrities in the world. Um, it's been really amazing to see their perspective and then also just to see how the world has evolved during this time. So... Yeah, it's been great. And I know David is also going to be a part of the, uh, the Pitch Madness competition. He's very excited about it. So it's, uh, it's been good. Appreciate you having yeah. me. Up. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And you guys uh, definitely get around very well whenever you're at a conferences or events. Uh, it's, it's cool to see that same energy that you guys are just taking to getting as many people, helping people, uh, but now just doing that digitally. So, you know, definitely keep up the great work. Uh, with that. And um, yeah, let's just get this started. So you know you, you've been in sports for you know some time and you're well versed on it. So we'll recap the top six sports business news stories uh, that we're, we found this week. Um, starting with uh, on this today, the American College Health Association announced the most sweeping guidance to date for returning play for college sports, um, including modifications to facility, practice personnel, emergency care, um, and various other structures to help safely bring back s- students and athletes on campus. So, um, you know, kind of with that news, you, you see a lot of leagues trying to figure out when they're coming back. Um, the NFL seems to be on pace to returning normally and maybe not with fans, but the NF- NCAA seems like they're going to have a lot of issues, in my opinion. But based off this news, you, you went to Michigan. You're, I'm guessing, a big college football fan. What, what are your thoughts on, on this happening this, uh, this spring, this fall?
1: yeah thanks for mentioning the michigan plug uh try to shout out michigan whenever possible so go blue but yeah regarding this news um i've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of college students during this time especially michigan kids Um, i know that a lot of them aren't athletes but they're they're all basically saying the same thing they all want to get back to school as soon as possible they all want to start when fall comes around to be back in their dorms in their classrooms um, back at the big house for example And I think what the uh, college association put to play today is that it all makes sense. I think that it really is going to speed up the the time that all these athletes can get back to their facilities. Um, Whether that be getting tested potentially before they enter the arena or before they enter the stadium. Uh, But I think, yeah, everyone wants to be healthy. That's the whole goal with this. We want as little people affected as possible. So I think what the college association is doing is, is really putting the athletes on a good path and keeping them safe. Cause that's, that's the main priority. Um, but also for the students that want to be there to watch the games and cheer on their teams and athletes, it's really putting them in a good position as well. What do you think, Nick?
0: yeah i mean it's a little bit controversial with the ncaa um i mean we, we see a lot of strides with the um, name image and likeness so student athletes will be able to finally capitalize on their own personal brand that they've built um and put their own health and risk for playing for all of these colleges so you see colleges in a really tough spot because the, the football program basketball program and some of the other athletic verticals they drive some of the largest revenue streams for the universities. If they don't have that, not it's not just them ticket sales, TV deals. It's their whole local economy of Ann Arbor or Columbia, South Carolina or Tuscaloosa, Alabama that thrives off of the volumes of people that come in. So now it's putting them in a situation where are you really going to make college student-athletes play and there can't be fans and you can't be on campus? And that's really treating them like a professional athlete, in my opinion. So um, it, it's controversial. I think um, there's – things that are being exposed that should be quicker with the name, image and likeness, but it's a tough situation. I think it's going to be very difficult for college football to be returning back on a normal path, but you'll see other sports. They have a little bit more flexibility at their professional level to kind of make something happen, but it's, it's tough decisions for sure.
1: Yeah. And I, the universities are putting their athletes first, which I think is very important. Um, but they also understand that
0: the,
1: the, the quicker sports can come back to play the quicker, America and the world can come back to normal because sports are, are a stepping stone um, and they're a pivotal role in the society that we live in today. Thank God, because I know we both love sports. So yeah. universities are doing a great job, but the quicker the sports comes back, the quicker we'll, we'll come back to, to being normal people. And, yeah. yeah.
0: And we'll see, maybe, maybe the facilities uh, will be used for a professional level, whether it's not actually college football is playing it, but say, you know, Florida could be one of the first states that really opens up opening up their facilities for professional teams to come or other types of um, experiences. So um, that's something that we'll constantly monitor. Um, but, you know, kind of segueing into another news where, you know, I've kind of mentioned this in past podcasts, but um, virtual reality and augmented reality could be an alternative for people. If you cannot be a fan in the stadium, this could be a more heightened experience for the fans to experience the game. So today um, or l- later last night, um, you see Apple just acquired next VR, Uh, which has been one of the leading virtual reality. They have partnerships with the NBA, Fox Sports, um, and essentially you can get into a goggle and you're courtside watching the Knicks versus the Lakers. Um, There's still a lot of momentum that needs to happen for the tech and the distribution of the headsets, but something I'm kind of very bullish on VR, AR, and this cool acquisition here. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. I actually did not see that last night, so I'm happy I'm looking into it now. Thanks for adding that to the newsletter. Well, I think question,
0: maybe: Would you ever would you ever buy a VR headset to be courtside? Like, would you ever see yourself being a customer, perhaps?
1: I personally wouldn't, just because I am more of the um, I, I value experience and in person interaction. But I know that a lot of people our age and younger than us, the the millennial type, are all about connecting. Even if it's not necessarily in person, so this there definitely will be an audience for this. There definitely will be people who will sign on to this. But personally, for me, it's not something I'd be interested in. But it's de- it's definitely fascinating. I mean, Apple. That's that's a big name. Apple getting yeah. into this. It's it's definitely a big uh, big big stepping stone in that future. What do you think, Nick?
0: Yeah, you know, kind of similar. It'd be tough for me to uh, perhaps buy a headset and then buy each game as like an individual ticket. Um, I am interested in trying to impact it on a few different ways. A, make it more accessible for people to have VR headsets, which could be an opportunity. And um, B, from a tech standpoint, from what I've spoken to a lot of VR and AR experts, Um, is that the problem is you can only sit courtside. You're only bound to that. But think about when you're playing 2K, you have a hovering camera, so you can be wherever you want to be. So until they're able to get that tech up to speed where you're on the court and you can pivot almost like a sky cam um, that you'll see in the NFL, if you can do that for VR, I think it will be a lot more interesting for fans to want to adopt that. It's just not there yet. I think most people and even Apple would probably recommend that, It's not where it needs to be, but that's why they bought it to be kind of, you know, expedite a lot of the process. So, um, yeah, that could be an alternative potentially for watching sports. If you can't be in the stadium, Um, Um, it's still not going to be the same as tailgating or going to a game and then, you know, all that experience. But we'll see how that plays out.
1: And and adding on to that, I'm curious what the audio is like on those VR systems, because we just had Chris Broussard on this morning from uh, Fox Sports 1 FS1 and he's just such an influential name and he's so notable that if if they can bring in some sign of sound where they bring in like the skip bayless chris broussard yeah. into the system it would definitely attract more people so
0: yeah that's um, a good yeah. point and even smells too as well if they can figure out a vr headset and they can have different simulated smells of popcorn or however make you feel like the ambiance of you actually being at the game um and 5d audio where it's not just putting headphones in, but you can hear a very three-dimensional approach. So um, sound, audio, and different features is still far away, but that's where we could be heading. But, um, you know, moving on to the next story pretty quickly, um, you know, we see uh, a lot of new stadiums being built in the process. They're over the top. They're amazing. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see with the economy slowing down, how they're able to actually finish it. So, for example, you see um, Oakland, uh, you know, they're switching their team from the Raiders to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, which is going to be one of the most interesting teams and it's going to be a great market for that. Um, But according to um, Raiders ticket sales team, um, there is a huge demand, one of the most hard to get tickets for them. So um, that's good for them that they're able to hopefully sell tickets in finance, maybe some of the troubles that they're having, but, um, I don't, you know, I, I'm not sure how many times if you've seen the stadium or if you're a fan of kind of Vegas um, having sports scene but what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, well, very well versed in, in the Vegas lifestyle, very well versed in the Vegas sports lifestyle, especially. Um, I had the opportunity to go to CES this year in January. Yep. And David actually owns a property across the street from the Vegas stadium. So we had a chance to necessarily, we drove by and he basically pointed out where he, he owns that portion of it. Um, we are very, Um, interested in the sports in Vegas, just because obviously now there's Vegas is completely shut down, but once this is all over, people go to Vegas to have fun, right? And sports are the epitome of having fun and entertainment. So a team like the Vegas Raiders, even though they're not necessarily the best team in the league, they're not the Patriots, they're still going to attract an audience every single Sunday. What's also fascinating to me is that I've actually been thinking about this a lot recently, the difference between football and basketball, hockey, Um, where there's 82 games and then there's 16 footballs that there's only 16 games in a season, eight games at home necessarily. So you only need to sell out eight games, right? For basketball, you got to have 41 games where you're selling out your arena. So to see the Raiders selling out only eight games, it's really not surprising to me at all. It's not, it's not a big shocker. Um, But yeah, I I think it's fascinating to see both the, the Vegas lifestyle and how it interacts and intertwines with sports but then also seeing that it's only eight games and the NFL is, is a totally different dimension. What do you yeah. think?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the stats right here, that the difference in price for Raiders tickets have gone up 527%. So they're in huge demand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's good to see. And you see some other really interesting Vegas, um, uh, uh different venues like the sphere by Madison square garden. If you've seen that, um, 2020 2021 you know 2023 in that time frame all these ginormous amazing stadiums that are popping up um i personally want to be there when they're you know back up and running but um you know something like this it's a great market i would love to be there for a game or see it and kind of witness that experience but you know i think it's going to go well and um the nfl you know it's a good segue to um the nfl this is really kind of making strides they haven't really been deterred too much they had an online draft Um, but they're being creative and um, there's some kind of interesting news that just came out this week where, you know, the NFL um, offered a, you know, a a lot of charity bidding on different, you know, packages or experiences and Roger Goodell offered that a fan can come watch Monday Night Football in his basement with him. And, you know, that would be a lot of fun. But um, the funny thing is that, you know, Dave Portnoy, founder of Barstool Sports, very, strong history with Dave Portnoy and the league and his humor. Um, but he bid and paid $250,000 to spend on that. So he got himself into a spot where Roger Goodell kind of blindly doesn't acknowledge him, but now he's kind of checkmate almost in his front yard saying, Hey, you're going to have to remember me. So that's going to be hilarious content. If he cancels, that's bad for the NFL. If he happens, he's going to have to figure out a way to deal with his personality in his basement. Um, but yep. something like this, uh, you know, I'm sure you're familiar with Barstool and that whole story, but what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Fantastic brand play. That's, that's the first I got to say. Dave Poitnoy is a branding marketing genius. Um, we, we just had, Dave just did a uh, partnership slash webinar with Air Force One, um, Eric Nardini, the CEO of Barstool and one of Barstool's podcasts. And basically Erica pointed out that Barstool is looking to change the landscape of marketing including sports. And obviously that's exactly what his plan was here. Um, It was also interesting. It was for the all in challenge, which not sure if you're familiar with that, Nick, but they've raised over $40 million with like Gary V's help and all of Gary's team. So they've raised um, a lot of money. They've done a really great job in what they do, but it's really interesting to me to see that personalities like Dave Portnoy can just come in and make a worldwide news section in sports for just bidding on a charity auction.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know, it's fascinating to me. What do you think? Like
0: that's worth it from his standpoint. Obviously it's going to a good cause. Um, but from a branding perspective, that's, you know, you could run $250,000 on Facebook ads or other types of, you know, activations. Um, something like this, he's doing it for good cause and it's breaking a headline. And I'm sure that he's going to get 10x that, you know, brand value, whether it's just creating a funny story that will live on forever. So the amount of impressions that that's going to create from whatever content he's able to mic himself up with, um, I'm sure they're going to try to remove any type of content to make sure that he can't, uh, you know, completely, you know, uh, put Roger Goodell in a bad spot, but it's going to be hilarious. And maybe it's going to be good for both the NFL and Barstool, and maybe they'll be best friends after, you never know. (laughs)
1: Uh, it's definitely better than day trading david day trader took a took a day off to to give back to charity which is great
0: yeah much needed um cool we'll move on wrapping up the 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 last two stories so uh espn's nba uh, expert panel voted on thousands of head-to-head matchups um and being in the conversation the best player of all time so they're they're pretty much came up with uh, a simulation of different nba players and who is the best of all time and um, you know, there's not too much to I maybe comment on this is kind of an interesting thing. ESPN seems to be trying very new things. They have the, um, the last dance, which has been doing really well, but they've done some other things, you know, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, it seems like another different content series, but w- what are your thoughts on this? It seems kind of very similar to a lot of other content people are pushing out.
1: Yeah. I just want to read the top 10. I'm looking at it right now. Just Cause I'm sure people are curious. Uh, 10 is Shaq. Nine is Kobe eight is Tim Duncan, seven is Larry Bird, six is Will Chamberlain, five is Magic, four is Bill Russell, three is Kareem, two is LeBron, and one is the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, I, I just looking at number one, I, I think after watching The Last Dance, it's hard to dispute that MJ was not the GOAT, number one. Um, that's that's just what I got out of that. Um, I it's, it's also, it's, I mean, I think there's a lot of fascinating stuff that you've added into this article, um, into, to your newsletter, but the statistics and analytics that people are using now to describe sports and to understand to a deeper level, the a how great people were and then B how they didn't have this analytics back then. So using yeah. today's analytics into the past is uh, is really interesting to see. And yeah, I'm team, I'm team MJ. I thought, uh kobe was close there before watching the last dance but i think it's hard to dispute now
0: yeah i agree with that too it's really tough to compare though different time periods and it, watching the last dance his train michael Jordan, and his trainer was saying he was counting by hand michael's shots or steps or everything he was just hand tracking now obviously there's a whole team dedicated to that so there's stats there's different um elements there's no social media back then there's different attention so tough to compare but mj is a goat for sure Um, And then moving on to kind of the last article we'll cover with the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, They were one of the first team sports to announce a way to figure out how to uh, put on an actual tournament. So they're going to start a, I believe, 16-day tournament with all back-to-back-to-back. But they just made a huge partnership with Genius Sports to allow fans to bet on that. So they had their inaugural season last year. Uh, was on NBC. They crushed it, in my opinion, from just being a lacrosse fan and have worked in professional lacrosse in the past. They're the future of this, this sport and the future league. But this is a huge announcement with Genius Sports so that people can bet on this. You know, I'm not sure how much of a fan you are of lacrosse, but what are your thoughts just from, you know, this kind of partnership?
1: Yeah, I had a question for you, just, just putting it back to you. I'm not a big lacrosse fan at all. Do you see lacrosse growing as much as people are saying it's going to grow in America? What's your it thought?
0: already is. It already is. It's the fastest growing sport from participation, um, not necessarily live viewership yet. NFL is always going to probably not always, but they're going to have the number one spot. But from a participation at a youth level, it is growing faster than any other sport. Um, and it's going to take some time for it to pick up at the professional level. That's been the biggest problem. College uh, lacrosse has been the pinnacle. Um, And I think the past five, 10 years, you make it to the final four. um, You win Hopkins, Virginia, Duke, those, those types of teams. Um, That's the pinnacle, but now um, major league across, in my opinion, hasn't really held a high standard and a good model business model But the premier lacrosse league. They're making the players it's full time. They're getting wages. They're getting a lot more brand exposure. They have an in-house media team. So It's tough to see um, because there's only been one year of just actually doing it the right way, in my opinion. Um, So I think in five years, you're going to see a huge growth. And right now, with this time period, there's going to be a lot more viewership up. So I think we'll see how this plays out. But it's going to have a huge opportunity where people are craving sports to watch it and bet on it and um, engage with the uh, the players and fans that differently. So they're innovative. I think they have a huge opportunity to kind of take it off right now.
1: That's Nick's hot take of the day, everyone. That's Lacrosse. right. Head on it now.
0: But um, cool. Yeah, so that kind of wraps up the top six news stories. There's a lot of other things going down. We're, uh, our goal is to provide the most concise news article and give it to you um, any types of uh, inside information or access that we have and kind of pass that along. And um, to kind of quickly recap the rest of the, the podcast, we uh, released uh, four episodes this week uh, because we were putting on the Sports Startup Debate Competition um, we wrapped up the sweet 16. So we had um, athletes and investors judge um, pack lineup. Great, great debates there. We just completed the Elite eight this week. And then the final foreign championship is going to be next week. So Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time streaming live on all of Sports Biz Group social channels. And if you go to sportsbizlive.tv, that will be there. But this is something that we were doing to raise money for charity. So anyone listening much would uh, appreciate any kind of support to our Pledge It campaign. So Pledge It.org bash slash startup debate um, to go to CDP's COVID-19 fund. But um, yeah, Jake, thanks for you know helping out with uh, getting the you know the ball rolling on that. Looking forward to having Dave uh, be a, a judge alongside uh, Wayne Kimmel and Marcus Coulson. Um, and we're looking to add potentially some other judges. So t- stay up to date with that. Um, and then wrapping things up, SportsBiz Careers, we Uh, Look on LinkedIn to find the best sports biz uh, career openings. Um, So starting with Chicago Connect, they're looking for athletic sports backgrounds in their marketing communications department. Uh, Charlotte Hornets is looking for a product manager. Under Armour is looking for associate manager. FanDuel is looking for a sports book general manager. Uh, Showtime is looking for a sports uh, communications director. And then Pentanasia is looking for a market of creative director for their sports and gaming. So um, that kind of wraps up the sports biz rundown. Uh, Jake, appreciate you coming on. Any any parting words that you want to kind of leave with?
1: yeah just a quick doc. So because I like saying stuff that I aim to do I'm aiming to run a half marathon every Sunday now um for making lemonade fun and for a lot of other donations and I hate running I'm just trying my best so I think the my parting words is if you've always wanted to do something just now's the time to do it we have so much time on our hands we're all quarantined just go out and push yourself and uh, Nick appreciate you as always let's make stuff happen
0: and uh i'll let's make a challenge out of that so um I, I like doing things as well i'll run a half marathon this weekend if you're if you're about it so we'll we'll tee something up offline and uh, whenever you start i'll start and we'll figure out yeah we'll, we'll chat about that but i'm i'm down to do some uh competitive running even though you're west coast i'm east coast we can make something happen here.
1: sounds like a plan all right nick appreciate Good stuff. you stuff